Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com with Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap. They're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What? You can click over to that in the middle of. We can click over that in the middle of the intro. By the way, what's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is March 31st. This is the list in your boy, number 208, Jimmy. And needless to say, here at Fightful, especially you, Jimmy Van, things are locked down. You and one? Oh, you, aren't you clever? Aren't you clever? <laughs> Too bad you didn't have the G and just have the bars up there. I know. Oh, I wish. Only over my side. Only I over wish. my side. I wish. That's the one of the downfalls of StreamYard. I can't yeah, quite get yeah. that to go. Yet. I am going to pay our premiere a visit, I think, Sean. Oh, yeah? I'm going to pay him a visit, I think. I think him and I are going to have a chat. Oh, boy. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, boy. I'm going to teach him a few things. The first thing I want to do today, for all you lobster lovers, whatever the hell that audio was, is uh, I want to send best best wishes to the road dog, Jesse James, Sean. Yeah, please do. that. That's unfortunate. 51. Now, now granted, apparently he's fine. His wife said uh, no, no blockages uh, and everything. So that's good. He's back home. But 51 is really young to have a heart attack. You know, yes. I realize that he, I realize he had his demons in the past and everything, but uh, that's young. I'm glad he's doing okay because he seems like a likable guy. I know that he says controversial things sometimes, but he seems like a likable guy. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll say that. I, I just hope that he gets better. He's got a lot of people that love him and care about him, and I hope that he feels better soon. 100% agreed. Next thing I want to do is I want to show you something cool that, oh. was, sent, that was sent to me today, uh, March 31st. Uh, so if you follow this podcast for a while, you might know that I'm a fan of the old WWF LJN action figure line from the eighties, the big rubber wrestlers. Somebody sent me something today that I wanted to show off. So if, if you were a fan of that line, when the, the wrestlers were packaged, they included a little poster of the wrestler okay. and they used to be illustrations. The, the last series of the, of the set, they used an actual photo, but the previous lines, it was an illustration of the wrestler. 
the person in charge of graphics for LJN still has all of the original artwork of those of those illustrations and they don't want to sell the originals because they they feel like they need permission from the artist sure so they don't want to sell the originals but they sent me pictures of some of them and i and one of them is kind of cool what happened so i want to show it so so let's go to mediafy first there's kamala that's the original uh illustration uh, drawn of kamala for his poster that's that's great art it's really good it is yeah, yeah. it is go put up media four Macho Man Randy Savage. Look at oh, that, wow. Sean. And now this one, this next one was cool, which is why I wanted to put it up last. Put it media three. So that was Corporal Kirshner. Oh, and nice. If you can see the uh the writing there, it's what did it say, Camilla? Remove the knife, pull the knife. Pull the knife. Pull the knife. So there's Corporal Kirshner, and he's got a knife on his belt, and it says pull the knife, which was a nice little revision note. Put up Media 6, which was the final poster of Corporal Kirshner. They took the knife away, Sean. That's cool. That's pretty cool. So this was one of those little behind-the-scenes things from the LJN line that I, I wasn't even aware of until I saw these images today. And uh, I thought it was cool, and I wanted to to share them because I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, I love learning stuff like that. That is so cool. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was, it was cool. Now let's go f- from a uh, kind of happy-go-lucky topic to a very different topic. I want to talk about gender inequality in the world of wrestling. Mm-hmm. The reason I want to talk about this is because a lot has come up just in the last one or two weeks related to this from different people. And so that's why I thought, because this is not a new topic, but but this is why yes. I thought I, I want to talk about it. Now, obviously, this is not a wrestling-centric issue. This has been happening in entertainment for decades. I can think back to an interview with Anne Hathaway, uh, the actress. I think it was in Elle magazine a few years ago. She was like in her mid-30s, and she talked about how the role she was being cast for were women in their 40s, and the roles of women in their 30s were being cast. They were casting girls in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was something that she was running into. When you look at uh, pro wrestling recently, Beth Phoenix mentioned this in the Icons documentary. Charlotte Flair mentioned this in a statement that she released that we'll talk about. Carmella posted something on Twitter uh, in relation to this. And so you can tell that's kind of still an ongoing issue. Um, I want to start with Charlotte Flair. She's been off TV. Uh, it was revealed a week ago she tested positive for COVID. Turns out that's not the only reason that she was off TV. I'm going to post part of her statement in a minute that she gave to Al, Al, that her team, I should say, gave to Alex McCarthy. Before I do, though, what's the story and the latest on the story that you've heard in terms of Charlotte Flair and what Andrade said and all that? Uh, well, one, I heard that it's true, uh, but I had known as of the day that Charlotte announced that she had COVID, that she had COVID, and I tried to specify without revealing whether she was pregnant or not that she wasn't pregnant because that is not my business to reveal Mm -hmm. there's and there are a lot of people that will say oh well none of it's your business to reveal i get to decide what's my business to reveal me and jimmy get to decide what what i do or do not put out there but i wanted to specify by saying they hope she'll be back soon indicating she ain't pregnant (laughs) because at that point when i heard that that was a pretty pretty significant thing passed my way but again the the nature of somebody bearing a child or not is not something that I can that I feel like is mine. That I'll never be the person that says, "Oh, Becky Lynch is pregnant before she does." Yeah, that's not fair. That that'd um, be like telling a talent that they're going to go in the Hall of Fame before somebody close to them can tell them. Yes, and I held no, no, off not, not to dislike it. I held off on the uh, the Titus Hall of Fame news this week. Until I knew that he knew, because if, if you guys remember last week, I had said, there's another Hall of Famer coming. 
I want to wait because it's their news to learn about. And I wasn't going to be like, oh, hey, Titus O'Neil in the Hall of Fame before he knew it. So I don't know how far back he knew. I'm thinking he might have known a year ago from what I've heard. Really? Yeah. I I, I can't wait. I can't wait until that news is first reported by CBS Sports in like a week. Uh, Yeah. Oh, well, I wish they would just give me some interviews and I'd be all right with it. I can't get an AEW or WWE interview to save my life. But um, the Andrade Charlotte stuff. Obviously, that's a point of of frustration and contention, and Andrade feels like he, um, like there was a reason behind that. I want to credit Carlos Toro and Luis Polito, who helped out Jeremy Lambert an awful lot with the media call and the interview this week. Like they did the the Spanish translations of that, and of course, Carlos remains a part of our family, and Jeremy did some great work there. We've got tons of articles up on this, but you could see the frustration in Andrade, and it wasn't just oh, well, I want to go back to NXT. I want to do this. It was, I don't like being sat here. And now I feel like she's being affected by this. And we mentioned on the Monday show, Asuka and Rhea Ripley was like plan D. Mm -hmm. Lacey Charlotte was the original plan. Which you could tell that's where they were going. Yeah. And now neither one of them are involved. Yeah. Well, I want to, I want to post a part of the statement that she gave to Alex McCarthy uh i believe that was media two can you put that up uh so she sent a statement to alice mccarthy just wanting to clear up uh what andrade had said about her pregnancy and all of that yeah but this was very telling so she said this put a lot of context for now granted keep in mind this was charlotte's team that sent this not charlotte herself this put a lot of context for her mainly how small a woman's career window is the men are able to work well into their 50s while the women are seen as older in their early 30s even for an athlete in her prime these years mean everything now, that takes me to Beth Phoenix um, because I watched her episode of Icons uh, on the WWE Network. You can take that down, Camille. I watched her episode of Icons, which is awesome. They do a great job with those documentaries and, and the footage that they're able to pull out. Nora Greenwald, is she not just the most awesome human being? Oh, what a wonderful lady. I hope. What a sweetheart of a human being. I have a personal uh, Molly Holly story, and I might have told you before, and if I think about it, I'll tell it, I'll tell it uh, later. But uh, what a what a heart of gold she has. But anyway, Beth Phoenix, in the documentary, she talked about how she gave notice from WWE in 2012 because she was frustrated with the lack of investment being made in the women and with their usage. They were doing Santa's little helper matches and things like that. Uh, yeah. And she, she felt like things weren't going to change. And so she, she gave her notice, ended up getting married to Edge and became a mom. Charlotte kind of ties into that because she was interviewed for that documentary and Charlotte made a point of talking about juggling those two things, juggling a career as a WWE superstar and juggling motherhood. And I'm not going to speak for Charlotte because it's her business, but she's turning 35 next week, April 5th. And so I can understand if she's thinking about life after wrestling. Of course. I understand it, right? Of course. Uh, By the way, guys, I just need to specify Leave a thumbs up on this video. Donate super chats. Get your questions or statements in because there's a lot of questions about this. Justin Lopez says, so Charlotte is officially out of Mania and no chance of her being added to the match. Well, wh- the way that I say officially and the way that a lot of other people say officially are two different things. Unless WWE comes out and says, Charlotte is officially ruled out, then it's not official. Like, yeah. they've got to announce it. And not only but, that, but they, they fly by the seat of their pants. If it's a man yeah. could decide on Monday, she's in. I hope they don't announce anything till Saturday or Sunday. And then she strolls out there because that would be a super heel move. Yeah. Charlotte to do yes. like Charlotte always popping up when she shouldn't. So to speak. And she's in her element as a heel. She's a phenomenal heel. 
Um, yeah, and Luis, who helped out again, big thank you to him specifying this. But Rob Wilkins says, unless I'm mistaken, did Andrade say that WWE thought he was injured this whole time? Triple H allegedly said they didn't know he was ready to come back. Very weird that I didn't misunderstand the translation. Well, let me tell you, it's been a week and a half since my LASIK surgery. I could go do pro wrestling training right now. He could have been back well before, and they knew that. He wasn't the first person there that had LASIK. But as far, like, like not to to die, divert from the Charlotte thing, Yeah, understandably with the way that women have been treated in pro wrestling, and we joked about, or you joked about, Nia Jax pushing 40. They're few and far between there. Women, look at Mickey James. Yeah. The only action she can get is getting thrown into a Royal Rumble and on a broadcast team for NXT. Meanwhile, her and Chelsea Green are trying to cut their own angles on Twitter and doing very good at it, mind I you. I saw that. Their photo's really good. And, and and Mickey James made a point of saying that she wasn't all that keen about being on the Legends episode of Raw. Yeah. You know, because she thought, like, I'm still here. Like, I'm still, I still want to be active. I want to mention Carmella next because there's there's a lot of different sides of this inequality issue. I mean, obviously, there's the age thing and and, and how they kind of cast them aside at, at a certain point. But there's also their usage in terms of television time. And this has been a longstanding problem. And this is not just a WWE problem. AEW has been sure. criticized for this, too. So Carmella posted this on Twitter following Raw on Monday night. This is Media One. Less than 10 minutes total and three whole hours. Yep. Uh, they had Shayna versus Naomi that went about two minutes. They had the contract segment with uh, Rhea, Oscar, and then Nia and Shayna were involved in that. That was it over over the three hour show. Uh, and it's I think a lot of people will agree this was one of the worst episodes of Raw in a long time. The WrestleMania build was terrible, and so why could you not find more time for those girls? Now here's where I want to go with this. It felt like things were changing for the better a few years ago. Because you had Sasha and Bailey, they were tearing it up on the NXT roster. They were getting main events before sold-out crowds, before they got called up to the main roster. Charlotte was being featured on posters front and center alongside the top male stars of the time, like Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Ronda Rousey came in, got a ton of attention, was main eventing all kinds of shows. Becky Lynch was scorching hot. She was, at a time, the hottest star in wrestling, male or female. It seemed like things were really on the upswing. Now it feels like there's a lot less buzz. They still got the talent. They got Sasha and they got Bailey and they got Rhea Ripley and they got Bianca Belair and they got all these other girls, but the buzz isn't there. And, and what do you think? Is it because of COVID? Is it because Ronda left, Becky left, Charlotte's off television? Why do you think it's because WWE failed them? That's why it's because WWE failed them. Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon specifically, but WWE failed them. They, they put, the same storyline on. And I joked about it on Monday. Can they coexist? Yeah. I don't give a shit if they can coexist. Yeah, they're, they're wrestling, right? They're yeah. wrestling each other. I agree. And Carmella's absolutely right to be upset. Did we need Shinsuke Nakamura beating Seth Rollins again on Friday? No, we didn't. We saw it already. That was mm-hmm. fast lane. That was the pay-per-view. Did we need to see Sheamus beat Riddle of all people to get a U.S. title shot? No, we didn't yeah. have him beat somebody else. Have him do it quick. Make yeah. more time for the women. Gauntlet w- match. WWE has this weird insistence on minimizing the stakes associated with their show instead of accentuating and expanding it. So instead of being like, well, you know what? we got these women's tag team titles. We've got this raw women's title. We should spread that out and make it as important as possible. They consolidate it into one program. Cause that way, every time 
you got Shayna and Nia coming out there. Well, we want to fight you. Four minutes after Shayna had just lost, she had she was still sweating from losing. <laughs> and yeah. they had her come out there and doing that. It's so, so ridiculous. It's so dumb. I, I and we, we've got a viewer. Uh, Maggie, a friend of the site, says this makes me ill. I've dealt with people looking down at me because I'm a woman in a men's profession. She's a she's a bartender, and I saw her post something on Twitter where people would be like, try to mansplain shit to her because she's talking about wrestling. And then in the replies, it's like people saying, "Oh, tell me their handle, I'll go get them." That's a part of the problem too. <laughs> They're capable of doing it themselves. They're capable of getting over themselves. They're capable of having good matches themselves. They're capable of good promos. They're capable of good segments. They're capable of entertaining storylines. There are so many stories, Jimmy, that might be played out from a male perspective, but from a female perspective, we haven't seen that aspect yet. Like we haven't seen, we haven't seen the queen of the ring yet. That shit's old. Mm-hmm. We don't need to see King Corbin with that. Mm-hmm. We've never seen queen of the ring. Mm-hmm, We've never seen that. There are so many ways they do it. And considering how lazy WWE is, I don't see why they don't at least recycle some of that. But it it's can so you, frustrating. Can you pinpoint a certain time or moment when the regression began? Because again, Becky like Lynch a, leaving. Becky Lynch leaving. You right think there. that's when it started when Becky Lynch left? And maybe, maybe a bit before. Because yeah. it was really lazy to go and put her against Lacey Evans right after she won the title. Right, right. So yeah, I, I feel like they, I feel like they hit that peak, that climax, and they're yeah. like, "Well, what now?" And it's it's very noticeable, like the the way women were showcased just two three years ago, the way versus the way they are now, very noticeable. And again, it's not for lack of talent because they got lots of talent, tons you know I mean? of talent. And and the question is, well, if they don't have enough. Call some up. And then they're like, oh, what happens with NXT? Develop some more. Sign some more. That's the point. That's the point. So I got two questions or two things that I want to question. And all of this is speculation on my part. Pure speculation on my part. Here's my first question. I question if Vince McMahon has been unwilling to go full bore with a female star because he's concerned that if she decides she wants to start a family, then that investment's going to fall by the wayside because he's seen it with Becky. Do you think that that has something to do with it? Because if you look at the past, right? Look at look at the top female stars. And when I say top female stars, I mean money drawing, sure. box office stars going back 20, 30 years. Sonny was the first major one. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go past Miss Elizabeth, because she was pretty big, Sonny was the first major one. And what got her there? Sex appeal, strictly sex appeal. Yeah. Sable was arguably also- the... We we got to remember things were a bit different back yes, then. Yes, one hundred percent. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Like especially but, as far as like the availability of seeing attractive women and yes. stuff like that. Like the internet was not as prevalent back then. And I mean, she was one of the first big AOL stars. Yep. Quite yep. frankly, and this this kind of ties was huge. into this ties into my point about how things have changed in terms of maybe the 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 expectations of the roster and maybe this is why I'm wondering if Vince might have a problem with this. So Sonny, it was all sex appeal. Sable, it was all sex appeal. China got over for different reasons, but then they had her go down the same road. She was doing playboy centerfolds. Yeah. And, and, and then they had her change kind of the outfits that she was wearing on television and stuff like that. She, she wasn't the convention. She didn't have the conventional sex appeal that WWE had prior embraced, yes. but she had plenty of it on her own. 
Yes, Trish Stratus was a fitness model. They signed her with no experience at all because she was a fitness model. And then she, on her own, took the craft seriously, got good in the ring. And then I think Trish is probably the biggest of all time all-around female performer because she was the package. Mm -hmm. But she was another one that they brought in strictly based on the aesthetic. And she did bra and panties matches for Strat. Sure. Now you're in a world, and Beth Phoenix is another one. If you watch that documentary, by her own mission, uh, admission, she said that she had to change her physical appearance to get a shot. Yeah. She said that on the documentary. So my first question is, you know, the girls today, they still have the aesthetic. Sasha Banks has the aesthetic. Becky Lynch does. Charlotte Flair does. They all have that aesthetic that WWE or Vince McMahon tend to go for. But today, they don't want to do bra and panties matches. They don't want to do Santa's Little Helpers matches. No, and I'm not saying they should. Do you think that one of the reasons that, that there is this regression is because Vince in his mind still thinks that the women are there to draw a house based on sex appeal? Do you think that has anything to do with it? No, I don't think it is. I, I, I think it's more along the lines of his conventional thinking. He never really relied on women in that in that manner when and even when they proved that they could do it and Becky Lynch was the hottest thing on the roster yep. she went away and Ronda went away I, I look look back at, at Brock Lesnar look at what they gave Brock Lesnar in six months and what did he do he went away Batista and John Cena's wheels were already in motion they were already getting their big push after a couple of years but who else has gotten a push like that that quick who else has gotten a top level Top, top, top level push in under a year. Not even Roman Reigns did. It took them a couple years for him. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. MC Carvalho says, thoughts on Meltzer saying the women's tag will be split into two nights. Women's tag contendership night one, then tag title match two or night two. That was uh, Mike Johnson and PW Insider, but I like it. I mean, if if they're not doing a battle royal, I would like for them to do something like this. Yeah. But I I don't give a shit about those tag titles at all. It is... I groan when they're on TV and yep. all they had to do was have Raquel and Dakota win them. That's it. Like it would have made so much more sense. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we're going to see where things go. Now I, I do want to add one side note because sometimes I'll, I'll see people on social media talk about pay discrepancies and stuff like that. I don't know the pay scale in WWE. Maybe you have some insight. I don't know if Becky Lynch at her hottest was being paid at the level of Roman Reigns. I don't know. I don't if, know either. If she wasn't, she should have been because WWE contracts are not 100% guaranteed money. Uh, a portion of what you make is based on what you draw. And so at that point in time, Becky was the hottest thing in wrestling. And so she should have. But I do want to note, though, that when it comes to you know regular life or whatever, everything comes down to dollars and cents. And sometimes you'll see stuff on social media like WNBA players should be on a similar pay scale to NBA players. You got to use, you got to be realistic. You know, yeah. when, when the WNBA is, is generating 60 million a year in revenue and not generating a profit and the NBA is generating 7 billion a year in revenue, you can't expect that the WNBA players are going to make the same as the NBA players. And so I, I'm not going to suggest that everything should be fair on a pay scale level. But when it comes to wrestling, when it comes to WWE contracts specifically, I would like to know if Becky at that time was on the same scale. I'm not going to say the same scale of Brock because Brock is guaranteed. But at the same scale as whoever the top male draw was, probably Roman Reigns. I'd like to know because at that time, she would have deserved it. Indeed. Uh, I Am Lucha says, isn't a part of the problem lack of representation in the writing and booking teams as well? Yes. Huge part. Huge part. Uh, by the way, we got a lot of people saying, Super Chat isn't going through for some reason. 
exit right. out of the video, refresh. There are a lot of uh, steps you can take there. That's not something that we can adjust. It's a problem on YouTube's end. Big shocker. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna set up uh, like some sort of stream labs in case that happens. But yes, the Is lack Bill of reference- Ford running the YouTube today, Sean. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> I got to laugh at a Camillo on that one. I like popping Camillo. That's good. Jesus. Um, but yeah, guys, leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Uh, bit of an, a programming announcement, by the way, guys. We will be doing a Tuesday night podcast once Tuesdays uh, happen for NXT. We're about to talk about, about yeah. the NXT move in a bit. But uh, I had a lot of people asking. We will. We're still nailing down the host, but there will be one. I will not be on there. I probably will be the first night, uh, assuming I am still upright after WrestleMania week. Uh, but <laughs> after that, I'll be doing a Wednesday AEW show. Instead of 1030, these shows will be going on at 1010. We don't need that extra half hour uh, about uh, uh, to, to kind of catch up. Yeah. Guys, I'm, I, I promise you this: the, the Titus O'Neil shit is not a slight on Chad Gaspard. It is not a slight on Chad Gaspard. They had planned on giving Titus this award last year. Uh, it's in Tampa. I mean, this uh, anybody that, that assumed it was a slight on Chad Gaspard, it is not that. I'm going to have more on it on FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe. But Chad had not passed away as, at the time of the 2020 induction last mm-hmm. year. Like he, he was not going to be the 2020 uh, Warrior Award winner. This was mm-hmm. not a slight on him, and I want to specify that repeatedly. WWE didn't do anything wrong. They did do something wrong with Raw, though. Steven says, how bad was Raw this week? Unforgivable when it's only two weeks out from Mania. It's lazy, Jimmy. This is so lazy. All the time. Lazy. I, I think, uh, pro WWE fans are going to shit on us after this conversation. I don't care. But can you recall... Got that salary. Can you recall any WrestleMania in the history of WWE that had a build from top to bottom this bad? Has there ever I, been a WrestleMania that had a top to bottom build this bad? So I'm really good at remembering matches and match times and orders and stuff like that. I'm not that great at remembering builds. Yeah. Um, this has been almost, the worst top to bottom build of any any WrestleMania. Top to bottom, every match. Yeah, I can't it's been think, really bad. I can't think of one build that I've been like, oh my god, this is so nothing, incredible. nothing. I, and- I I think that Lashley and Drew has been pretty good. Bad Bunny and Miz has been okay. The rest of it, I look at it and I'm like, damn, Apollo Cruz has lost six Intercontinental Title matches. Right, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. You can tell they just threw it together and said, have fun, guys. Yeah, and you know what? I'm all right with that. Riddle yeah. and Sheamus, we've seen that match four times. We just, they just did. Pinned, yep. They just pinned Riddle twice in a month. Yep. Fiend and Randy Orton, all-time bad stuff. Yeah. Jeremy Lambert, like, sarcastically – I don't even know if it's sarcastically anymore. Like, when he's talking about Edge and Daniel Bryan on Fridays, the characters, not the people. Yeah. He's like, they're being little bitches. Yeah. And <laughs> Roman Reigns is the heel here. Yeah. He, Cesaro and Seth Rollins, it's built around – Seth Rollins not wanting to get swung. All right. Braun and Shane, terrible build. New Day and AJ and Omos, I'm loving that. But they just start, they just threw it together. Yeah. Uh, Sasha and Bianca has been terrible. Yeah, and and for me, up until maybe a week ago, 
AJ Styles and Omos going for the tag titles was one of the things that interested me the most just because AJ has made the most of everything they put him in. We haven't seen Omos in the ring, and so I'm curious to see him in the ring, even though AJ is going to carry it. So that interested me. But now the program is based on bad comedy. Yes. Like they're building a tag team title match based on stupid comedy segments in the ring doing trivia and stuff. It's stupid. It's stupid. And I don't know how you think you're going to build heat for a program based on doing stuff like that. Like I, 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 I hate to be negative, and I know that you know people that are very diehard devote WWE fans. They hate it when we shit on WWE. How is this stuff good? Like somebody explain to me how this is good. The only thing I will say is I really enjoyed Drew stuff on Raw. Drew McIntyre stuff on Raw. I love the fact that Drew McIntyre went to the locker room, basically said, "Come on, Lashley said you'll give you a title shot. Bring it." And then he gave Ricochet a shot. He gave uh, Mustafa Ali a shot. Those were fresh matchups. You never get to see fresh matchups anymore. And so that I liked. The Drew McIntyre stuff was enjoyable. Nothing else was enjoyable. Nothing was enjoyable. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And like Fiend Randy Orton, all right, Fiend's going to no-sell everything. Then he's going to take an RKO and lay dead until he pops up last minute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We've seen it so many times before. It's very frustrating. I'm not interested. The only thing that appeals to me about this mania is having a live crowd. I'm looking forward to seeing a live crowd. I'm so excited for that. Yes. Yes. That's the saving grace to me. Like, Yeah. All this crap that I've been watching on Mondays. I'm like, all right, and here's I'll get the thing. your fans. Here's the thing. I'm not, I don't want to be anti-WWE. People think that you and I are AEW shills, which is ridiculous. I don't want to be anti-WWE. Some people, people think that. Yeah, some do. I'm not anti-WWE. I want it to be good. You know what I mean? I want yeah. it to be good. It's not good. It's not good. Mr. Man is going to be 76 years old. Get him the hell off creative. He's yes. not good anymore. He hasn't been good for a long time. That's that's what's going on, man. It's tough. And then on top of that, on top of that, how about this one? John Alba reported that WWE didn't sign the contract to run Raymond James Stadium until two weeks ago. Yeah, John Alba killed it with that again. John Alba, 
well, you want me tell me like great work over the last year in that area. Yeah. Uh, but three just shows, weeks before the show, dude, three weeks before the show shows how terribly and hastily this shit is thrown together. And people will say, you know, look, COVID protocol, COVID protocol. And I get it. You're right. You know, they do have to follow. It's, it's a unique year. COVID protocol liability. I get it. The Super Bowl happened two months ago and they were able to do it. And so why does it take you until three weeks before your event to figure shit out when you already had the prototype? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, to me, it's, it's unbelievable. What if for whatever reason they weren't able to, to work it out? And you've been promoting Raymond James WrestleMania this entire time. And now what are you going to say? Oh, hey, guess what? Uh, we're doing uh, PC again. Well, they, they did it. Yeah, they did that last year. <laughs> yeah, but last year was different. Like everything got yeah. shut down and, and they had to. But this year they had lots of time. And it's not like the COVID protocol thing came out of left field. They've had a lot of time to, to, to prepare for this and to get this together. For them to sign the contract three weeks before the event is absolutely inexcusable to me. Even though you're dealing with protocol and, and things that you don't normally deal with, they've had plenty of time to work this yeah. out. It's unbelievable, man. This is, this is the state of where things are. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's just how WWE handles anything and everything. They, it's hastily thrown together these days. And it's, it's not something that, that instills a whole lot of confidence. Uh, definitely less confident than how I'll feel after I eat a bowl of magicspoon.com slash fightful. That's right. Growing up, Cereal was one of the best parts about being a kid, but you have to give it up when you realize it's full of sugar and junk and stuff you shouldn't eat. I've been trying to cut down on all that junky food, and boy, do I have a deal for you. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Use that promo code Fightful. March isn't over yet, so you can still get that cookies and cream and maple waffle flavor. Look at Jimmy. He's just so excited. Maple waffle, he says. Oh, my God, A. Okay, just because you're Canadian, I'm thanks. not a big maple fan. He says, thanks, buddy. And I said, you're welcome, guy. <laughs> you got that maple waffle, just, just <laughs> enjoying it. You can build your own box. You can get cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, cinnamon, zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Here's the best part. Only 140 calories a ser- per serving. And this serving fills me up too. I'm not going back and forth getting more cereal. That's always been a, a, a point of contention with me and cereal. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And for a limited time only, cookies and cream and maple waffle are available. I love this stuff. Big fan of the maple waffle. I love maple and waffle-flavored cereal. Even though Always. pancakes are better. No, they're, they're not. That's why they, they don't have maple pancake. It's maple waffle because waffle is way better. They wouldn't be able to keep it in stock. Ma- magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Use our promo code Fightful to save $5 off your order. The offer is good anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, but only when you use our code at checkout. And it's backed with an 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, you can send it back. And you'll get your money back, too. There is no risk. No risk at all. By golly, Jimmy. Did you say that you and cereal had a point of contention? Yeah, I eat way too much cereal when I get a, a regular box of cereal. And it's because it doesn't fill you up very much. And Magic Spoon does. So I don't like that. And uh, I'll fight a cereal. I don't care. <laughs> I, actually had, 
I had Magic Spoon yesterday, believe it or not. Yeah, I do believe it because it's freaking great, Jimmy. I mix chocolate and peanut butter together. Yes, you can make like peanut butter cup doing that. I've done it that too. It was good. Yeah, it was it's good. Very good. My wife likes the Fruit Loops one. They don't call it Fruit Loops. Tastes and smells like hey, Fruit Loops. Hey, shh. <laughs> All right, let's move on and talk about NXT moving to Tuesdays because it's official now. It's going to start April 13th, the week after WrestleMania. Now, one thing I've gotten used to over the years with WWE, and, and, and the fans are going to be like, oh, they're shitting on WWE again. But one thing I've gotten used to over the years is the propaganda and the mistruths. Yeah. It's just something that you have to get used to. You'll do the earnings call. This man will say they got more eyeballs on the product than ever. You'll have Stephanie McMahon doing morning television, you know, just throwing out all these buzzwords and shit. Like, this is just something that you kind of have to get used to. I did not like the narrative that they used in the Variety story. So so Variety kind of broke the story. They signed a multi-year deal with USA to move uh, NXT to Tuesdays. I wasn't a fan of the narrative. The reason I wasn't a fan of the narrative is because knowledgeable fans know the truth or should casual fans that don't know anything are going to logically think you're moving to Tuesdays because AEW kicked your ass on Wednesdays. I feel like if they used a little bit of truth, maybe they could avoid some of this stuff. So the reason that they're moving is because of the NHL contract. And I had some people on Twitter that said to me, well, no, that's not the case because they don't have the NHL signed after the season. So, so why would they do that? Unless things have changed, they're moving games from NBC Sports Network to USA Network on Wednesday nights before the end of the season and into the playoffs. That's the catalyst for moving uh, uh, NXT to Tuesdays. The problem is the narrative that Triple H used, and this is the same bullshit that they always do. The narrative Triple H used is that they're going to grow the brand using Raw as the lead in. That was the narrative. Oh, we want to have the lead in on Monday Night Raw, back to back nights, and we're going to grow the brand. That's complete bullshit. Imagine and, a lead in, a, a lead in, a, a day before, a day before. <laughs> That's what he said. People, people said, just camping out. They're leaving their TV on. Every TV right. like has has a smart feature where it shuts off right. after like three or four hours. But no. We're just going to hang around here on the USA Network for a full day. We're going to watch Mark Harmon on NCIS for six hours straight. That fuzzy cam to make sure he doesn't look 60 anymore. Just oh, yeah. Waiting. That's, that's waiting. what we're going to do. Uh, I mean, I got into the Ultimate Fighter and Burn Notice because of WWE Raw. But you know what? Those were on right after WWE Raw, not right. a day later. Not a day later. I yes. So I, I ran a couple polls, Jimmy, in. I'm actually gonna uh, I'm gonna see if I can't copy paste them, right. and and see how how those are affected. Uh, but actually, I'll, I'll tell you how they're affected. I asked how AEW would be affected by NXT's move. Fifty five percent said they're going to keep watching live. Nineteen uh, percent said they're going to start watching live. However, there were eleven percent that are like, I probably won't watch now. Now I know what? there. Are, yes, there are a lot of people that say what, like you just did. Yeah. There are a lot of people that are just like, you know what? There's a bunch of wrestling on tonight. Right. I'm going to catch both of them right Channel now. Channel changers. Okay. There's there's a whole lot of people like that. The difference in the NXT group was vastly more positive for them. Like like way, way, way more. And um, I'll, I'll try to get those numbers soon, but... It was it was significantly more. I'm I'm inclined to, to think based on those numbers, just based on those specific numbers that I saw, yeah. NXT might get a really significant bump here. Uh, okay, NXT thirty eight percent will keep watching live, 
30% will start watching live. How many people took the poll? Uh, 3,100 people. That's decent. That's not That's bad. very decent. Yeah, uh, 8% said they'll stop watching. Um, and 23% said they'll watch after or DVR. So that I, I would be inclined to believe that NXT is going to gain more viewers than in a, than AEW is going to gain viewers. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I think yep. there's going to be more people that see NXT is like, well, I can, I can watch that now. Then yep. In AEW, because I get the feeling if somebody was going to watch AEW, the majority of them are probably already watching AEW or conditioned to it by this point. Could be. I, I think that whatever AEW's typical peak is, and I say typical peak because, like, say Sting's debut is not typical. Yeah. So whatever their typical peak is, I think they're going to average closer to that every week. Sure. NXT is absolutely going to see an increase. I mean, they will. I mean, they, some some weeks they were doing six, 700,000 viewers. Uh, or even in the fives, they're going to see an increase for sure. I I still think, though, that maybe five years down the road, they might look at that as a mistake because if AEW now starts to gain momentum and starts to strengthen, you'll look at April 13 as the week that that started, I think. But uh, I just, again, like when I look at this press release with all this bullshit about we're going to grow the brand using Raw as a lead-in, when there's no harm in having the USA Network or, or NBC Universal person say, you know, we're, we're going to have a week of live sports. We're, we're, we're a partner with the NHL. We're a partner with WWE. Now we're going to have live sports back-to-back-to-back nights, blah, blah, blah. That, there's more logic in that. I guarantee you that, that, that you know, wrestling fans not in the know and pro AEW fans are like, they're moving because AEW smashed them. That's why they're doing it. I just wish they'd stop with this narrative bullshit that everybody knows isn't true. But uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I – well, I think that a lot of things would be different if AEW weren't around. I'll say that. Uh, because when they were launching that show and I'll, you know, Triple H said, we've been on Wednesdays a long time. Yeah. I would, I would say that my track record on reporting things is pretty accurate, Jimmy, right? I'd say about 99. Uh, 2080? Yeah, about 99% of the stuff that I report ends up being true uh, or, or comes to light accordingly. One of the things that I was specifically told was NXT is going to go on whatever night AEW goes on. And and you're right about that. But I, I do think given the given the current landscape, if there was no AEW, given where things are currently at with NBC Universal, they still would have moved NXT to Tuesday. Or it would have I, just or it just would have stayed on Tuesday the whole time. Perhaps. Yeah. But I also think it wouldn't have been on USA. I think it would have That's been possible on, too. It would have been on the WWE network, now right. Peacock. Right. And they would have used that as as a selling point there. Uh, guys, reminder, we are we are light on the super chats, guys. We're super light on it. Uh, Mr. We got a couple Mr. Lincolns over here, but they're lonely. Yeah. Come on now. Get those super chats in. John Sivak says, do you guys feel like it's going to be a bit of a letdown to go back to the Thunderdome after WrestleMania having 25,000 live fans both nights? Yes. A million times. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Jimmy. They're all looking forward to it. I, I saw an interview with Edge, and Edge, of course, he's he's in the past wrestled in, in front of, what, 80,000 people. Edge was talking about, I'm, I can't wait for Mania. I can't wait for having live fans. They're all excited, and, and once they get off that high, and now you're back in an empty building full of screens again, yeah, it's going to make a difference. We have a bunch of super chats. Our friend Justin Lopez says, found it interesting. I love that icon, by the way, that Bad News Brown icon. Looks like one of the LGN illustrations. Yeah. So it's found it interesting that Andrade said the NXT title was never meant for him. When they saw the height difference between Cole and Drew, they went with him. 
that's because they couldn't effectively tell the story. They should have effectively told the story. And quite frankly, I think the Undisputed Era beating the living shit out of Drew McIntyre is a hell of a story. Andrew Monaghan says 200K drop during Mania season. Who gets the first Mania entrance? Hulk Hogan. The first Mania entrance. Yeah. Probably Hulk Hogan. Oh, man. CJ yeah. Dar, thank you for the super chat. Hey, I appreciate that Bengals icon too, my friend. But he says the fact that Bailey doesn't have a WrestleMania match is unbelievable when we have stuff like Braun and Shane. So here's my hope, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. My hope is that if Charlotte doesn't come back for the, the title match, I hope that her and Bailey are a surprise tag team entrant in the top contender match because you can get away with it. Because it's WrestleMania, it's cross-brand anyway, mm-hmm. and then they they uh, they win they win the titles, then they yep. can switch so, brands, yep. and you got a lot more versatility there. That would be phenomenal, and it will not happen, but that would be awesome. Yes, uh, more super chats. Mike Preventure too says a year and a half in. How do you grade AEW's women's division overall? Storyline seemed too weak, but it feels like they use fifty different women every week. Um, I mean, I Brit say- Thunder was 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 obviously awesome, Brit and Thunder Rosa, but yeah. that's one that's one example out of many many weeks where they haven't done a lot with them. I would I would say a, a D or a D plus at best. Yeah. They they had an incredible match, but yep. they need to lean on Britt Baker even more than they do. I and, agree. And she should be the she should be the uh, franchise. Yeah, she should, and they should develop personalities around her. Look at what happened with Reba. Reba's mm-hmm. one of the best personalities on that show. Because personalities create other personalities. Uh, somebody asked me why I'm wearing a WrestleMania 14 hoodie. I'm wearing a Wale Mania hoodie. <laughs> Wa- my close personal friend Wale, who I have DM'd at least three times, uh-huh. sent me this hoodie. Nick Govindan says, amazing that the Rumble was January 31st, but the bulk of the card has been built the last three weeks. <laughs> also respect SRS for KOing that fool Austin Aries. Well, let me tell you, it's a good thing that I worked on my flexibility because that was... That was way down there, that shot. Uh, Sarah Jane Deegan, 69 names Deegan, said, can't wait for Mania to be magnificently mediocre. You know what? The good news is if you go in with low expectations, you might end up pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and I don't have great expectations. And Mm -hmm. as I joked on Monday, next year we're going back to the Snyder Cut WrestleMania. Like it's going to be eight hours long. One night, yeah. One night. Uh, so my, I'm, wife, I'm ex- my wife watched that over two days. Yeah. The Snyder <laughs> one. And I'm not, a, I'm not a, a superhero person. She's like, uh, you know, do you want to watch this? And I was like, just put yeah. on whatever. And I remember at one point I, I was like playing games on an iPad. I looked up and I was like, this is still on? Yeah. That Four hours. scene was 42 minutes long. I don't watch superhero stuff anymore. I watched Shazam. Yeah. It was very good. It I like good. De- I like Deadpool an awful lot, but Anything that uh, the fellow that wrote Deadpool does, I'll probably watch. Have you seen uh, Kick-Ass? Oh, I love Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass was good. Adam Blompiade, who hosts Quizzlemania that I'm on, was an extra in that movie. Was actually. he? Yeah. I Kick-Ass loved, was good. The original loved, Iron Man was awesome. Yes, it was. It yeah, was. That's that's about it. Yeah, I'm I'm so far over it. Guys, I'm sorry that it's not letting you all send Super Chats. Please refresh. Uh, iChurch Pastor Blaster says... Just asked you, just because you asked, bro. Well, I appreciate that. Ask him for a thousand dollar super chat. Dante says, "Yeah, Dante says, hey, it worked." <laughs> uh, he says, "Kylan King and Ryo Mizanami was great on Elevation. If they don't have Kylan King locked down, they need to because Kylan King has been around 
around a lot. Somebody says, is it necessary to super chat? No, but if you want your question or statement read on the air, uh, that's that's how it happens. How is elevation uh, viewership? I haven't I haven't checked. I'll, I'll, I'll look, but also okay. it's important to note that that viewership reflects globally, not like it's not comparable, comparable to a Nielsen thing. Yes. So we had Joe Coff say this week, oh, well, Ring of Honor does between 300 to 500,000 viewers. And my question is, and I'm pretty sure I can ask Joe and I will, is that globally? Because that is a different reflection than what we see. When people see, oh, well, it's got, AEW's got 800,000 viewers. That's America. Mm-hmm. That's not like anywhere else. So a um, little bit of a different thing there. Was Joe Koff referring to their syndicated TV viewership? I think it was collectively Oh, via okay. all their platforms. Aaron okay. Entertainment says you buried that full more than WWE did. He buried himself there. They gave him a lot of chances. Uh, Anakin says, is WWE not signing the Raymond James contract until recently? Why Mania tickets went on sales so late? Yes, it is. Said. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it absolutely is. That's another thing John Alba did such a great job reporting on. They couldn't. They they it, it got signed like the night after it was supposed to go on sale. Yeah, the, the venue's not going to take your orders if they don't have yeah. a deal signed. Uh, JL says, sorry, so you're going to be in your best behavior with the legendary Victoria being on Quizlemania. She is legitimately one of my favorite performers of all time. She's one of my favorite female performers of all time. One of my favorite interviews I've ever done. I legitimately admire uh lisa marie so yes i'm gonna be on good behavior but i've got something up my sleeve and she broke beth phoenix's jaw with a slap shot yeah that's i mean that's a tough woman right oh yeah uh ricardo holtz has a couple bucks for you now yeah did you see that where she she felt so bad for that and And i believe she would because she 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 does come off like a like a good person i was gonna tell you my molly holly story real quick and I might have told this before. Years ago, I had my old site, knowyournews.com, and uh, Nora Greenwald had just left WWE, and I set up an interview with her. I screwed up, and I got the dates mixed up. Oh, and no. I, I, take, I take full responsibility. I'm sure it was my fault. Somehow, we, got, we miscommunicated. She thought it was a day earlier than I did. Mm-hmm. So the day before, she was, she was uh, at a cabin in like Minnesota or something, and she basically you know, sat by the phone for like two hours waiting for me to call to do the interview and I didn't. And then she sent me an email checking in to see if I was all right. And I was like, Oh shit, that was, <laughs> that was supposed to be today. And so I, I said, you know, do you mind if we do it tomorrow? I thought it was tomorrow. And she was very gracious. And, and I called her the, the next day to do the interview and she was just so kind. And I was so apologetic and we ended up talking for like two hours and she was just so nice. You know what I mean? And so in case you missed miss the Beth, Beth Phoenix documentary, uh, she went so she, good. Yeah, but she went to oh, so so basically she she went to fan access as a fan. She gave Molly Holly a VHS tape of her work. Molly Holly watched it with Bruce Pritchard. Beth Phoenix on her own went to OVW and paid for her own training. And when she paid made one of the payments, and Danny Davis the uh, the promoter gave her the receipt. The receipt was for a lot more money because Molly Holly paid the difference. What, what a heart of gold that woman! I've has. heard I've heard a lot of stories like that too. It makes yes. me very happy. Yes, yeah. TL Bryant says I better win Quizlemania. I will. I'm the only five time champion. Sixty nine names. Deegan says since you asked, AW Dark Elevation is extremely entertaining. I love watching it. I forgot Mania was two nights. Damn it. Good luck tonight, Sean. <laughs> Thank you. For, look at the shirt she's wearing. You see it's that? Hot. See that the Dong Lord shirt? It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I enjoy Dark Elevation, but it's one of those things I don't usually watch as it happens. Yeah. I, I catch up on it while I'm working throughout the week because gotta gotta figure out that time. How is Paul White doing? I think he's pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got that that deep voice, but 
it's it's growing on me an awful lot. Plus, he's got so much knowledge. And when he puts something over, like there's there's a lot of credibility behind it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Dilo Diggs says thoughts on the new IWGP title. Well, I saw this super chat. Let's put it up there. I'm not a fan. That that is the fightful championship. <laughs> uh, uh, credit, credit to belts by Dan. Uh, for leave, leave that up. Leave that up. Okay, is there any way, Camilla, you can put these side by side? Is that possible or can it not be done? Uh, Don't think so. Okay, that is the Fightful Championship. I want to talk to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay, you can put mine up now, Camilla. Take that down. I mean, you could say the Fightful Championship. I I did that. Okay, yeah. That is the Fightful Championship. The new IW. Should I just call this now the new IWGP title? You could argue that that is the Impact title, though. No, impact, that looks an awful is, lot like the impact This is title. the Fightful Championship, a.k.a. the new IWGP Championship right here. That's what it is. I like the old one better, man. I like I the mean, old one yeah. better. Yeah, I, I do too. And yeah. I wish they wouldn't have completely got rid of the lineage. I thought that was stupid. I have to and, let Joel Pearl know that he is the new IWGP Champion. Anakin JMT says, Victoria, Molly, Holly are two women I severely underrated when they wrestled full-time. Imagine if they were in their prime now. Oh, I, th- Molly that's... was exceptional. She was a gymnast because a, a lot of people looked at her as, as a power lifter. Yeah. Cause she was a power lifter. She was a gymnast too, man. She was agile. Molly Holly was very good. I, I might have to reach out to Izzy and be like, Izzy hit me up with an interview with Molly Holly. She got that interview with Molly and all of a sudden Molly's in the hall of fame. Want to interview her very badly. Mike Joyce says, uh, by the way, guys, I saw a couple chats about WWE and AEW interviews. I promise I'm trying. I hit them up every two weeks and say, hey, I would love to interview your wrestlers. Sometimes I hear back. Sometimes I hear maybe next week. But let them know. Let them know you want me to interview their people, and uh, hopefully we'll get them. Uh, we always do good stuff with them. Uh, we got Mike Joyce saying, do you think the lack of women getting TV time is a wrestling promotion problem or a TV company problem? claiming women don't draw viewers. I think it's a wrestling promotion problem because oh, if yeah. they put if they put something on that's good, it will draw viewers, Jimmy. It is a Vista Man problem, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And uh, that, that you know, we've all heard the rumors, oh, TNT didn't want this. I'll see what, I'll see what I can find out. But I think if AEW put on more stuff like Brit and Thunder Rosa, you wouldn't have that rumor around because that stuff's going to draw. Trust you with the blood though. Dante. Look at him coming through. Big wow. thank you for all my failed super chats. Thanks for calling out often on Twitter. Just had a family member pass from the virus and can't even deal with this anti-vax stuff. Thanks, SRS. Well, I'm sorry to hear that you lost a family member, and mm-hmm. I definitely want to encourage everybody to be as safe as possible. And that guy's fucking dumb. It was a really frankly. dumb thing to say. It was a it dumb was. thing to say. And listen, if you think I'm going to be afraid of getting my ass kicked, you don't know me very well. I get beat up by people way tougher than Austin Aries anytime I go train. Oh, yeah, you so. should see Sean's wife handle him. I mean, she has legitimately chipped my teeth. Whenever Sean she, says something, he shouldn't. She's chipped my teeth twice training. <laughs> I've trained with UFC and Bellator fighters, and that's ever happened. I've trained with her, and she's chipped my teeth twice. You can't see it on the air, but... The first and last time Sean made yes, microwave lasagna for dinner, his wife took care of that. I have not cooked microwave lasagna in four years, Jimmy. <laughs> And uh, we're about to wrap up the show a little bit early, so I can do Quizlemania, guys. 69 Names Deegan says, congrats on Joel being the new IWGP, IWGP champion. champion. <laughs> it looks like the butterfly belt, too. Did you see people <laughs> putting the Cody uh, American Nightmare logo on the IWGP belt? Oh, because it's kind of shaped like that, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. 
Oh, man. And a little bit like the women's tag team titles. Yeah, it is. Mike says, why don't AEW add women to more of their factions? Why doesn't anybody add more women to their factions? Why why don't these companies have full-on women's factions, Jimmy? I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, Retribution did it half-assed. Zelina's group, they never really had a name. Uh, Insanity didn't have a shot. Those are the last ones I can think of. I mean, the Hurt Business was logical. That was an easy, that was a gimme, the Hurt Business. And then what did they do? They broke it up. Like the good thing on Raw, they broke it up. As we wrap up, guys, uh, 813 South, thank you for the very generous super chat. Reminder, we are back here at 1030 tonight, one of the last Wednesday Night War podcasts. He says, AEW needs a major help in viewership. When the first season of Miz and Mrs. has more viewership, that says something about your product. What are your thoughts on the article about AEW fans being too sensitive? I don't know. That sounds like an op-ed. I do not read a lot of people's op-eds, to be quite honest with you. But Miz and Mrs. debuted in a different situation. It Very different. Yeah. Three years ago, pre-COVID, yeah. after WWE Raw. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that that's way different. Last yeah. year, Miz and Mrs. was doing 440,000. Yeah. I remember one week they did 380,000. So, it's it's a little bit. A I, little I bit think different. I think the Cody uh, reality show will do around that range. I yeah. think two, 300,000 viewers. But Dynamite, you're, you're up against NXT. Yeah. It's not the same thing. Guys, thank you all so much. Please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Uh, got an interview with Dan Housen next week. Got an interview with Brian Myers, which I loved next week. Can't wait till you all hear that. But Robert DeFelice uh, is interviewing Gregory Iron. That interview, I know, is very special to Robert DeFelice. Uh, both of these guys have, have battled a cerebral palsy and kick ass at their jobs. Please check out that interview. Uh, a very, a, a, just a, such a good special interview that I can't wait for you guys to check out. That Are drops you, uh, on Thursday. Are you going to ask Brian Myers about the Sergeant Slaughter that he told uh, Matt Cardona to pay $10,000 for? I already did. For? It's on the interview. Oh, show it to me. I haven't yep. seen it. Yes. But I got to go. Until next time, guys, <laughs> we're out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.